Welcome to We Are His Servants Bible Study, a Bible study that breaks down each book chapter by chapter to give you a little bit more insight and application in your daily life. No matter how long you've walked with Jesus, there is something for you. Please hit the follow button and check us out on all major platforms. Now to the show. Oh, you beat him to it. Let's do it. Battle of the Kings. We're yeah. on chapter 14, application. Battle of the Kings. Dude, my mic is Where are you going, messing buddy? me up, dude. Oh, there we go. That was weird. Oh, am I doing something weird over here? No, that oh. thing, like, I don't know what's over here. It's just a little loose. Feel, feel under there. I wanted to, like, text you, but if you feel under there, there's, like, a metal piece. And that, that bottom foot has to be on that metal piece. I thought I put it on all of them. You feel it? Yeah, it, it's on there. It was just sliding for some reason. Weird. I, don't know. It, it, I think I had it too stretched out, the boom, out too far, so it's just too much weight. I just up. need to spend more money on mics. Oh, hey, you know, that's what I need. These work. I'm just retarded. That's all. Yeah. Stupid. 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 I want to get the ones that, like, clipped your uh, lapel mic. I love so they're kind of Because we're just, like, then we're just sitting here. Yeah. Half a loot. I'll work on it. Oh, these are, these are pretty cool, though, man. It makes lie. you feel like you're in one. Yeah, it, it feels, like it feels superficial. Yeah. But, uh, ooh, remind me, before you leave, I, I think I have, while while we're sitting there listening, I had, like, this pretty, what I think is going to be a pretty cool idea for the that next the next chapter in our little journey of putting this together. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. Let's oh, do okay. it. I thought you were about to sell us. Okay. No, no. So, I don't want to ruin it for the people. Okay. Right. God, that's right. That's right. So, so wrap of chapter 14, anything anything that stood out to you, Nick, um, being well, a salad? First of all, it. I'd like to put a shout out to uh, Bucky's and their new coffee cups. They're awesome. Yeah. Good Tuesday morning with uh, it's a beaver. Some, it's a beaver. It's a beaver coffee. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but seriously. So chapter but, 14, but seriously, you had four kings against five. And this um, the uh, the people who lived in Canaan um, in the days of Abram were kind of like humanity in general. I feel like um, they uh, kind of desired war and conquest um, and domination of other peoples. Um this confederation of kings who rebelled against Kedorlaomer uh, wanted to be free of his dominion, um, since he was kind of the ringleader of these of these guys. Um, that's kind of how all this battle started here. Um, one one thing I that uh, I wanted to mention about the Valley of Siddim that was full of asphalt pits. Mm-hmm. Um, Back in chapter 11, we get a uh, mention of um, the bitumen, um, what is that? It's yeah. like tar pits, okay? So that's, yeah. this is the same This is the same stuff. Talking about the waterproofing of the Tower of Babel? Right, right, the right. Uh, is that what it is? How I can't say that. I can't remember. It, it was brickman and bitumen, bitumen, maybe. It was bitumen. Like what version yeah. of the Bible? Because mine actually says slime. I want, so I want to slime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to. I want to stop at where you talk about humanity and uh, wanting war, and <clears throat> this is like one of the big fights that people who are like super anti-Christian and anti-religion will always throw in your face is that it was the Bible was created and and religion was created to control war and humanity, hmm. um, and and they they kind of like always respond with this like ever since you know the Bible was created. 
or ever since Genesis, you know, you see war go through and it's normally like these weird holy wars and they're still going on today, like these big holy wars. Um, but I, I, I think what, what you're forgetting and what people are forgetting in that, in that thought process is God's not looking for war. No, like, like that, that's no. not the purpose of being a Christian. The pur- purpose of being a Christian is to like love one another as you would love yourself and do those things, not, not to go to the war. So, um, I don't, I, I didn't see anywhere in here where God was like, yeah, man, let's go, let's go tear it up real quick. Uh, yeah, you will see a little bit of that, but I also don't think, again, I, I think it's just a cop out for some people to say, oh, war, you know, war has been going on since Genesis. And, you know, that, that's how they can, that's why religion was made to control different nations and different, um, humanities so i don't know if you guys have any opinion on that no i think i mean it's just man's doing yeah a hundred percent and that, that's that's pretty yeah. much like if you so, would just live a, a christian with the christian values like we were talking about before with like the you know talking to your friends or talking to people when you have a problem like that doesn't involve war Right. That yeah. involves you making a decision to not accept the apology or not accept the uh, the way forward, and then building war. It's not not what God intended. So, if that's your yeah. thought, or somebody throws that in your face, just remind just remind them that that's not God's intention. Absolutely. But that's good stuff, dude. Good yeah, stuff. Um, so, Abram, you know, being a man of God, I don't think he was he wasn't out there. In, in searching for war or domination, um, being a man of honor and a guardian of his family, um, he wanted to go save his nephew's life and, and make sure he was safe. And uh, having doing, being prepared to be able to do that is a is a good um, is a good point and example here. Um, having his 318 trained men, mm-hmm. um, you know, knowing, knowing the wick, the wickedness of man and the knowing the, that all these wars are happening and things, he wanted to be able to protect himself, his family, his, his livestock and livelihood. Um, and, uh, it's one thing I, we can take away from, from this chapter is, is, uh, being prepared for the world. Yeah, okay. Think... The world is gonna is gonna attack us. There, there is gonna. I mean, we live in it. So I, I think sometimes the uh, what we just what we hit on in the end of thirteen, and now we're touching on here. People get almost mixed, misconstrued, or whatever. So, like, talk about living by faith, right? But living by faith doesn't mean you're you're not prepared. Right. I think some people think, yeah. oh, I'm just gonna live by faith. I'm gonna go yeah. do this thing because God's gonna provide. That doesn't mean God's going to provide for your your mistakes. And you, I mean, no. we'll you kind of have to it. walk halfway there. You yeah. have to be. You have faith prepared. that God will provide, but I don't think He's going to cover for your your wrongdoings. You have to be prepared for life. You know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but the the faith having the faith in God is helps you prepare. Yeah, too. one, it helps you prepare, and two, it's not like that 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 cop out. Yeah. Again, the word cop out comes back, but that cop out like drives me insane because. What you think 
your the answer of your prayer should be, and what God really wants for you might be two different things. Mm-hmm. And de- denying yeah. things that you know possibly God has put in front of you. It's like that uh, the Coast Guard thing. I don't know if you guys ever heard that Coast Guard story. A lot of people bring it up. It's like you know de- uh, there was a a family trapped on top of their house during a flood. Yeah. And the U.S. Coast Guard came and said, hey, we're here to save you. And they're like, no, God's got us. And and then, you know, they they come back again. It's getting worse. They, you know, whatever. They lose a kid or something. It's just getting worse. The Coast Guard's like, please, just get on this boat. <laughs> and they're like, no, God's got us. And then, yeah. like, they all end up dying and going to heaven. Like, God, we trusted in you. We had faith in you that you would come and get us. He's like, I literally sent the Coast Guard. Five times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, <clears throat> I've done this for you. Um so yeah, like <clears throat> just because you're praying about, uh, oh, I bring it to like just because you're praying about something, your answer might not be the answer that you want to hear, but it's the one that God mm-hmm. is providing you. So you know, keep an open mind, take those those race blinders off, those horse blinders off, and like really look around you. And there there probably is an answer. There probably is something. And I I, I mean I'm a living proof of it. I mean there's there's plenty there's plenty of testimony out there where like. You thought everything was going going wrong. You could do it by yourself, and then you're waiting for this answer. But the answer that wasn't really the answer. So, yeah, <clears throat> like there that uh, that time, right? So I'll, I'll give an example because I think we have the time for it. But um, so I, I wrote up a sermon because I would like to become a pastor one day. Um, I wrote up a sermon just doing my own study and I talked to Matt about it and I said, Hey, what do you think? And I talked to Nick about it and they're like, they were both like, yeah, man, that's, that's sweet. And then it came down to, I had to teach a Sunday school class. Well, I had two or I have two or three of these things. Cause again, practice makes perfect. So when I do a little bit of study on my own, I try to like replicate like, okay, how would I, if I was a pastor right now, how would I teach my congregation about this, this thing in the Bible? So I had two and I was like, man, I really wanted to talk about this subject to the whole church and, you know, God's timing, having faith in God and getting the right answer. And I thought, you know, I thought I was like, God, man, I really thought you wanted me to tell this one to a church because it it involves like bringing people back into the church and, you know, accepting people and not, you know, extinguishing their fire for you, like those things. So I pray about it, and I was going to do the other one, and I said, and then something just kept pulling me to back to the, we'll call it the one with the fire. So something kept pulling me back to that one, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, Saturday comes along, and I'm like, are you sure that's the one we have to do, or that 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 you want me to do? And I I read about it, I read over it, I rewrote my notes two or three times. I was like, okay, we're going to do it. That next morning, without my, I, I had no idea both of the classrooms were combined. So it, for us, it was, I, I didn't, I didn't know I wanted, I thought God wanted me to do something. So I was like, okay. And I just tried to keep the faith, tried, tried to keep faith. And then the next morning, both classrooms were combined. And the way we run our church is that, you know, once the sermon starts, you know, all the kids leave. So the, the classrooms combined were exactly who I would have been preaching to if I, uh, if I was preaching that week. Which I thought was, it was cool because it wasn't, it was, he kept giving me the answer that I didn't want to hear. He kept telling me, no, do 
this one, this is the one, I, I mean, again, subconsciously maybe, but like I kept coming back to this one, like this is, I like I would try to study for the other one and just wouldn't make sense. It was like weird. And then I kept going back to that one. And every time I kept finding new things and kept building on it. And it just, it just became clear that, okay, we're going to do this on Sunday. It wasn't the answer I wanted, but it was the answer that he wanted me to have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just having faith. And then again, that Sunday morning and that, that thing already happened. And what's cra- what's even more crazy is the women in our church have like this little group chat. And this was decided like the, the two, the two Sunday school classes were going to be together. This was decided like that Tuesday. And my wife never said a thing. To me. <laughs> She's like, I didn't want you to worry. But I was thinking to myself, isn't that crazy? Like the whole time I'm thinking, this is what I want, God, please. I thought this is, I thought this is what you wanted. And then on, on Sunday, the same people that would have been in the congregation are sitting in this classroom. So I still get to get to put that word out that I believed he pulled me to. So Faith. faith and prepared yeah faith you know I mean? and being prepared yeah it's huge man it's it's so big and and again sometimes your what you want is not what he wants for you mm. that is super true mm. but what you think you want for yourself probably i mean i won't say probably it, it, god's ways are higher than our ways right so he he knows what we need more than like what we believe we need yeah. you know and we, sure. we might not understand it, but it's, it always works out for his, for his good and his glory. It might not be for our best. I mean, honestly, to be completely transparent, that's, yeah, that's the truth it, of it. It might, it might suck for us. Yeah. Like, let's, let's be real about it. Like, it's, sometimes it's not easy to do the things that he wants us to do. It's, it's going to be tough. But mm-hmm. as we see in Abram, there's blessings that come from staying truthful, staying, staying faithful, you know, fighting those, those multiple kings with, 318 men and and being victorious and then even further yet like when you're victorious and you still hold the faith and you still believe you know somebody's going to try to give you something and say hey give me this and you could have this and he says i'm not even going to give you uh i'm not even going to take a strap for a sandal off of you because that's what my god wanted me to do at that moment at that moment abram could have just been like oh yeah that sounds like good because that's humanly what he wanted but he knew God put him through all this and made him victorious and successful. So why stop now? Like why, why lose the faith over like this materialistic thing? And that's, we, we go back to a few chapters ago when we talked about like after the storm, how do we, how do we, uh, how do we show our gratitude and how do we continue our faith once everything is over? And I think that was a big Testament to Abram and saying, I believe in God. I believe what he wants me to do. And this was his ground rules, and I'm going to stick to them mm-hmm. to show him that I'm still loyal. Yeah, God, God rewarded Abram's faith clearly. Um, you know, I, I, it doesn't talk about the uh, disposition of the enemy, but we can probably ascertain that they had a lot more than 318 yeah. men, which is what Abram had. Um, so God rewarded his faith. Um, Abram was wise about it too. Um, you know, he said he divided his forces against him by night. His right. servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah. Uh, but the Lord gave him success. The Lord was faithful to Abram um, and basically rewarded Abram's great faith yeah. uh, in going up against who knows how many enemy forces with just 318 well-trained men. Yeah. Um, the other thing you guys were just alluding to is um, is goes back to a very um, incredible verse, uh, which is... 
probably one of my favorite verses, and I think it could help any Christian get through um, any difficult time, no matter how difficult. And it's Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it may not be the way that you want it to work out, but it's God's way of working yeah. it out in your life. Um, well, one point, one point to that it. is, uh, I mean, Abram went through all this uh, to rescue Lot, mm-hmm. and then unfortunately, Lot moves, just stays in Sodom, and is eventually loses everything. Um, you know, Genesis in in chapter nineteen, uh, where he was um, judged there. And I, I want our, I want everybody who's listening to this to just think back at like think, times that you wanted a something to go a certain way and it didn't go your way, and then think about all the things that could have negatively affected. Like there's uh, three dudes here who have deployed and you know sometimes chomp at the bit to get deployed, but when we don't get deployed or or something doesn't go our way or we didn't get that training uh thing that we wanted to get done or we didn't get picked up for a some kind of special thing you know there has there there normally is like something if we would have went that route that we wanted we would have lost out on Something all else. these other, other yeah. things yeah. like God's plan this this, this recent non I didn't get deployed with my team and you know I, I like was mad. I was upset about it because that's, that's our, that's our job to go do. But I was thinking like, but God blessed me with like, I got to eat Thanksgiving with my family, which is not normal for us. I got to see, I got to watch my daughter, uh, her birthday. I got to see her birthday. I got to see my wife's birthday, our anniversary. Uh, I got to go home for Christmas. All these things that I knew we we three normally don't get to do, or we yeah. like normal people take for granted these things that we don't get to do. I got to get, I got to do. And then I think back on my deployments where like you sit there and you're like, man, I wish I was home, man. I, you know, I wanted all these things and now God gave them to me and I'm mad because he didn't give me what I, what now what I wanted. So just, just think about like those, those times where you you're not getting what you want, but in reality, you know, God knows better. Mm-hmm. And, and he might be saving you from something super traumatic oh, or super yeah. super devastating to you and your family, bro. I mean, Definitely. Matt's Matt already said it, but bro, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's uh, God's ways are yeah. higher, higher than our ways. Yep. We can't understand yep. them in the time that they're happening. We're like, I mean, I really wanted this God, um, but uh, not even knowing, like you said, there could have mm-hmm. been something traumatic waiting for you. Yeah. Had you gotten yeah. your way, yeah. um, God knew God knew better, and he meant it mm-hmm. uh, for something greater, and those, potentially. Those small blessings, like starting your truck every morning, you, you like just don't even think about it. You're like, oh, ah, yeah. it's going to start. But like in reality, is is that a blessing oh, today? Yeah. Like I could have had a dead battery. I could have had a lot of things. I yeah, mean, yeah. There's just things that like you're getting every day that you should be grateful for and you should have gratitude towards God for letting that happen. We're so spoiled, man. We are. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we are so spoiled. So spoiled. All right. Indeed. That's, that's Indeed. enough of me talking. Sorry. No, I like that. <laughs> like it. You want to touch on uh, Michelzadek? Oh, sweet, sweet. Michelzadek. Ma- yeah. Here we go. name. Well, um, um. So we have no idea uh, where Michelzadek came from, how he came to be in Canaan. 
uh, or how he came yeah. to be a worshiper, a priest of the true, and a priest of the true God, and how Abram came to know Him. Um, you know, we only we only know he was there. This is kind of the we do know uh, Salem. Well, all right. So Matilzdek, the meaning of that I believe is uh, king of righteousness. Yep. Um, he was a king of Salem, and Salem was the original Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but really, that's <clears throat> that's about all we know. Well, um, knowing who the author is of Genesis, right, right, and knowing how Abram's life normally goes when Abram does something against God, aka the whole Egypt problem, <laughs> um, you know, he is not rewarded, and. It's it's great if you look at the, just the scripture itself and how much of the of Machezel, that guy, how much of him, <laughs> him is guy. noted in in the in the book in the chapter itself. He's noted multiple times, so he's obviously a big part of the author's life. And then also, if I, I believe that if Abram would have gave the wrong person a tenth of it, his victories. And everything else that come after this would not have been the same, right? Yeah. I think God. That's I think in that. I think in that chapter, it would have ended with something more negative than positive, if you will. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. See, he's also mentioned in uh, Psalms one hundred ten four. Yep. Um, it says here. Melchizedek. Mel- Mel- yeah, Melchizedek. Yeah, he's, and he's mentioned a number of times in Hebrews. I'm going to call him Hebrews five, chapter seven. Seven. Um, five and seven. I like Melchizedek. I've always heard Melchizedek. Melchizedek? Uh, Mel- Melchizedek's cool, too. It's the Hebrew um, thing. The C's. <laughs> I and- yeah, I don't, I don't see anything particularly in this chapter. I know there's, there's people right. out there that allude to him being like... Um, basically, Jesus. Jesus um, yeah. I don't yeah. see yeah. anything in this. I'm just trying to read through it and read in it. Um, but uh, I don't see anything that that alludes to that. No, there's um, there's parallels, but, but it's, I, I would not say that yeah. they're one and the same. Yeah, I think parallels. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I think people are getting, people are probably getting it from the name. Yeah. And again, back <clears throat> to the author, if it wasn't who it was, I don't think the Melchizedek. If it wasn't, if, if that name wasn't right, a fitting name for that person, I don't think he would be part of. The chapter, yeah, and talking. I we were just, just discussing him as a person, um, in reference to being like Jesus. Here, I have my notes here. So some similarities. He's a priest of God, a high priest. Like he's mm-hmm. very, very well respected in all scripture. Hmm. Uh, he's a king of righteousness, a king of peace. That's two things you hear him called a lot. Um, it discusses it in Hebrews. I think it's five or six that he was with. I think it's five. Well. It doesn't matter. In Hebrews 5, 6, or 7, one of those. Uh, he's without a father or mother. That's how they describe him. Mm-hmm. So he's without genealogy, kind of like Christ. Um, without a beginning or an end, that's kind of the way they describe him. So they, they, they built this, like, mystical thing about this guy. Right? Yeah. But the big difference is, and this is, this is the, the key difference, is Melchizedek, or however you want to say it, was like the Son of God. Mm-hmm. But Jesus was the Son of God. That's the key difference, yeah. I think. So when people get caught up in it, I'm like, cool. So he has a lot of similarities, and he's a great picture, especially an Old Testament 100%. picture. Yeah, and that's why you see the blessings and the tithe and all that stuff because it's it's like a it's it's a he's, he, Abram knew who to like give honor and respect to in this. Yep. Right? And right. He gave it to the right person, like you were saying. Um, 
but he's not Jesus. And I, I've, I've, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm emphasizing that because I just listened to a, a long message of this guy saying that, oh, this is Jesus come to earth in the Old Testament. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think they would have just told us that, yeah. that, that the king of Sodom and Jesus came down to talk to him. You know, like, they didn't say that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly, I think, uh, you know, as as Christians, we should try not to get too hung up on it as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not it's not a uh, it's not a massive, super important issue. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you know, if, if you're out there and you're you know you're referring to other verses and you know you think differently, certainly uh, you know more more power to you, and you may be more intelligent than we are. But uh, let us know. Let us yeah. know your it thoughts. It, 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 to me, it's not a, a massive important issue that's going to separate us from uh, from from eternity. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So. Perfect. But, well, I think we nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Cleaned up. Hopefully. Melchizedek. Oh, I can't say it. Put it away. Wet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nailed it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. listening. That's a wrap. Yeah. Now buzz the application is, portion. Now buzz off. Yeah. Bro, have a great uh have or, a, or sis. Have a great uh have a great week. Yeah. Have a good one. Have a good have a good yeah. happy Tuesday. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. It is John, Matt, and Nick. You know, our thing and our big takeaway from everything that we're doing right now is to help you find Christ. Without him, we would be nothing and this podcast would be nothing. In Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's all you need to do. You need to profess your love for Jesus Christ, open your heart, and let him into your life. Uh, Find a friend, tell them, pray about it, do whatever you got to do. But there's a reason that you are listening to this podcast. If you're already saved, go save a friend.